Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today we are hitting our round table of top five superheroes. I've got with me Micah and Will. Guys, thanks for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having us. We need a name for the three of us, like a superhero group. Los Trace Horny Boys? I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, we can't steal. That's that's actually from something. That's why I said it. That's why I said it. Um, it's from the Adventure Zone. That's the name of like uh, the three adventurers: Taco, Magnus, and uh, Merle High Church. So he just gave us his top three, right? No, no the, the, those the, 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 they might part, maybe. An, it's part of the group he wants to name us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, we're talking our top five superheroes. We do these roundtables every now and then, and the idea behind this is just to discuss some of our favorites of whatever the topic is. So today, we're talking superheroes. This can be Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Image, Dark Horse. It can be anything in media. If it's on a TV show, movies, whatever it is, we're talking about it. So, Micah, let's start with you and talk your top five, starting at number five. And we'll go around the table at five, four, three, two, one, and we'll add some honorable mentions in there later. But go ahead and start with your number five pick. So at number five, I just started uh, going through the series. Um, I'm, you know, my wife and I uh, started watching a couple months back, but I'm probably going to go with Daredevil for number five. Ooh. And oh. I picked Daredevil because uh, the series that's been on Netflix and then it's now on Disney Plus. I just think it's incredible how he's able to use his other senses because he's blind. I just think it's absolutely incredible. And then like just the writing, and you've told me this too, Jordan, that um, the writing um, is top notch. Like before Disney plus started doing their mini series of Marvel and the Marvel cinematic universe, like this was like the measuring stick for what Marvel was doing with live action series. Um, and you said it, it competes with pretty much anything out there. And so we're not all the way through it yet, but um I'm excited to finish it, and I'm excited to see where, where they pick are you up. At in it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Where are you that's, at in it? That's that's really what matters at the moment. Have you have you gotten through season one yet? Uh, we're through season one. We I think we're right at season the beginning of season two. Oh, you ain't Ooh. seen nothing yet. But but Baby. what I'm ex- but what I'm excited about is just you know the whole idea of you know how it kind of branches to Hawkeye. Like even though he's not in Hawkeye, but Kingpin shows up, and then. You know, the big rumor is that they're they're going to start a new season and Disney's going to kind of take over that. And so, yeah, I I would just go with Daredevil because he was he was vastly different from a lot of other superheroes and he used different skills. Speaking of Daredevil, did you guys see that Disney Plus has announced that they are going to do a continuation reboot kind of thing? Well, uh, is that 100 percent confirmed it's a continuation or is it going to be its own? They, thing? They, they, they've got a it's a continuation and a reboot kind of thing in the same. Right. That's the rumor that I was just talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah Jordan, come on. sure where they're going with it, but <laughs> that they are. They did say they are going to do a series for Dev, Daredevil. Does, it, on does anybody? Plus. Because like literally um, every day on social media, there's a different post about so a different possibility yeah. of a different show. And... OK, so I believe it, it's going to happen. And just I'm, I'm, I, if I can just be honest for a second, I am a little bit skeptical because with the when Jeff Loeb and I promoter was we're doing all the TV shows I and mean, it was under Netflix, there was just like oh, hey, like we can mention the stuff from the Avengers, but like that stuff isn't important. Like it's almost like they kind of had to earn it, you know, mm-hmm. like we were still in early mid phase two. I mean, pardon me. It was like the nerdy fanboys like, oh, mention Captain America or, or like, oh, maybe Phil Coulson will show up or something like that. But like the fact that they didn't and just didn't have to rely on that. I'm just like top notch and just they did, they did a lot of cool stuff in that show. And so. you know, even when they did mention it, it unless you were a diehard fan and you caught that moment, it kind of, it was like so low on the totem pole that they just said it and it just like kept going. Like that train just kept moving. Yeah. So, which I thought, I thought was really good. Will, would you like to take the next one? Yeah. Cause this one, uh, I mean, you said I'm going to limit to superheroes, even though you just said Star Wars at the beginning of this, which I, I think we could be here all day. We could yeah, I didn't even day. include Star Wars in my top five. But go Star ahead, Wars yeah, is the, a comic be a, that, series though. So I was yeah, going to accept that, it. That will be another top five. That, you know, that'll be another top five. Stay tuned during Talk Nation. All right. Uh, well, this one uh, might, might shock some of you guys, but I'm going to go Billy the Blue Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no one even thought about that. I mean. I didn't even think of Power Rangers either. Come on. Yeah, but that's also a comic as well. But like, 
Well, for our listeners, to be fair, Jordan gave us like three hours notice. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, Jordan gave us three hours notice. I uh, started a new job today and then had a meeting right before this. And I've had no time to prep. There's a few that, if you know me, you know Will, when there's a will, there's a way uh, that are going to be on this list. And there's but, a list a mile long. Oh, yeah, there's 25 at least. Anyway, <laughs> but into Billy, uh, he, uh, I, I mean, now with the way nerd culture is, with like stuff, even though I don't like Big Bang Theory, there's that. And now how the, MCU and DC have made stuff pretty mainstream now, even like the weirder stuff, like uh, just a spoiler alert for Dr. Strange. So I didn't get to be on that podcast. Clea randomly shows up. We're doing the Illuminati black bolts back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're doing that. That's mainstream. But Billy made it cool to be like the smart one of the group and, and be a nerd. And just even down the road, uh, when he stepped down as the blue power ranger and was like a tech nerd, like he became a hero in another way. And then, just uh, if we want to get into like David Yost's past, whether whether you agree with his his choices in life or not, um, just him being a hero for some gay men out there coming out of their shell, just like him being a nerd, being an outcast that way. And then in real life, he was being bullied on set to the point where he had to quit. Uh, so I, I don't know. David Yost is Billy the Blue Ranger. I, I really... I really grew to him because of the the blue and just, I mean, he, he got jacked and more confident in himself. And I feel like we could all take a little bit of something from Billy from power Rangers. So I'm glad that you went with Billy and not yeah. uh, Jason, David Frank. Uh, part of my story is I can't stand Jason, David Frank. Yeah. It's the Jason, David, it's the Tommy Oliver show featuring the power Rangers when he shows up. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I'm not a huge Tommy fan um, because I've got, He's kind of my, uh, I do have personal beef, but you know, regardless, I think that was a solid pick. I think the power Rangers are so they don't get enough love. I just, I want it stated. They just do not get enough love. I feel like, I feel like it's gotten weirder as like time goes on that. Oh, there's still more power Rangers happening and like they get even crazier. It's less than almost 30 years too. So yeah. And I'm, I'm over here like, I'm okay if like we just go back and rewatch the originals or if you want to like do movies and, and things like that, like mm. totally okay with that. Well, okay. There's one like my <laughs> Thomas, the tank engine loving, butt would have loved if they made this one. Cause there's, it's based on a Japanese show called super Sentai. There's one based on trains and it's just oh, so weird. Cool. Oh, well it, it's, it is cool. And slash there was a Thomas, the tank engine, mighty Morphin power Rangers, like crossover toy set. I didn't get it. Cause I was like, oh, I don't need that. But I'm like, ah, oh, where was this when I was a kid? But like, I want the train rangers, even though they're so weird and silly. I'm like, do it already. But uh, we're probably never going to get that series because it's so <laughs> weird. All right. Well, my number five went a different route than you guys, um, which I'm okay with that because that gives us more, more com- uh, conversations and more content to talk about. So I chose my number five to be invincible. Um, invincible. Oh my gosh. That story in the comics Mwah, chef kiss mwah, mwah. oh my gosh like i i just sat back and i watched i th- i don't even know who recommended it to me it might have been my buddy casey and so he said hey there's this guy named invincible or maybe it was chick uh one of the guys were like he's getting this amazon series you got to go check it out uh it's going to be a eight-part cartoon it's got all these great great voices um is it steven you 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 um, yeah steven Yoon. Steve, steven Yoon, um who was on the walking dead i loved seeing that uh jk simmons is in there uh j jonah jameson himself like all these all these really big names uh even sandra O oh was in there and and katie and i are, are big gray's anatomy fans so i was like that's awesome like just to have like all these people that i know voicing all these characters and then you have like seth rogan come in to play a character you had mark hamill to play a character yeah britta from uh community but then you <clears throat> yeah and you, mm-hmm. then you go in and you remove yourself from the, the TV show and you go to the comic book and the comic was, oh my gosh, it just was amazing. And we even touched on that in the comic book club. So there's my shameless plug right there. Boom. Go, go check out the comic book club. It's, it's $25 one time fee. And then you, you've got unlimited access to it. We put out different things every other week. And so uh, we want you guys to go listen, but anyways, you know, the, the invincible was just, I, I think he's a great character. He just got like this whole Nightwing meets Superman meets, kind of like a spider-man kind of feel like it was it was cool to see all of it so that's that's where my uh my number five is so uh all right let's hit round four will who's your number four number four uh i mean you kind of alluded to it in the intro of the episode jordan uh but this is one um because i I mean i'll just tell you it's an anime character and it is from dragon ball but like we i mean there's even a show out there called my hero academia which is essentially 
if Sky High became an anime. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if you how much you know about I, it or if you've watched that I, one. I've not heard too much, but my students have told me like, "Hey, this is like Sky High." And I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 based on everything I've heard, I, I should give it a try. But the, maybe that's that, that could be blasphemous over here on the West. But it's got to be Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I know this could probably be that might be blasphemy to some because down the road they like make him weak or stupid because he becomes a dad or whatever. But I think that it is being a hero right there. I'll just I'll start from his journey. Like he would sometimes get like anger recoils or whatever, and like he could, he could end the fight easily if he tapped into it. But he just he was a little big old soft boy, and hey, like big old Captain America soft you over here. I, I was a big old soft boy as well, who's very sheltered and could probably in the fight as soon as I hit my growth spurt or whatever. But I I never wanted to hurt. I, I would just rather get bullied and all this stuff. And then, I don't know, when I started learning to stick up for myself, I saw a little bit of myself in Gohan and then just seeing what they did with the character as an adult. Uh, when he was a teenager, uh, after he saved the world from Cell, uh, I, I, that one beautiful arc because like, his dad, who's been the hero of the show like forever, is going like, "I'm gonna step down. Uh, you got this, dude. I, I can't beat him, but you can." He's like, Ugh. "Like he's just he's just such a disbelief that he can't do it." And then like he eventually uh, gets too cocky, and Cell tries to blow up the Earth. I'm, I'm spoiling a lot of Dragon Ball for you, Jordan. So uh, I, you said you haven't seen it. I don't think if you haven't seen it at this point, or if anyone hasn't seen it. Sorry, full spoilers for Dragon Ball. But he he begins to blow up because he has the ability to blow up and destroy the Earth. But uh, Goku's like, oh no, I, I got too cocky. Gohan could have done it, but I, I got to step in. And he has this move where he takes him to the other world, th- their version of heaven, and he blows up there. And all seems well, but then Cell comes back as bad guys are going to pull cheat moves and all that crap and uh, breaks his arm and Gohan has to do, has to do like a full blast. I, I'm not doing this justice. This is like a beautiful moment in the show and, and the show should have ended here or just been Gohan's show, but they didn't. But then eventually he becomes the great Saiyan man, which is like the biggest, goofiest superhero thing I've ever seen in Dragon Ball. <laughs> and he does all these weird poses. I'm like, this is me. If I became a superhero, I'd be like, oh, it's me. I'm the great Saiyan man. <laughs> is that because you're a poser? No, I'm not. I'm nothing. I'm nothing like that. She, she, oh, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that even like I was kind of alluding to, to go on, like he becomes a hero in his own right, like taking care of his family and his daughter, Pan. Yes, they have weird names like that. Uh, and just, yeah, it, 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 he's, he's a good dude. And uh, I, I think he could end the fight if they, uh, and it, there's even, there's a new Dragon Ball movie out, funny enough, called Dragon Ball Super Superhero, where they're fighting superheroes they're bad guys uh but it seems that uh they've been listening to the fans and he's gonna be the main focus of that movie and i hope it is not a tease and they're not just faking us out because it is long overdue for gohan to get his vengeance back and get his fight back hey yeah i have never seen dragon ball z so thank you for that little bit of information yeah let's branch off to anime guys what about you michael what what's your number four I feel like this is all over the place, and this is kind of why we do these roundtables. Um, it's great because we've already hit Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z, and it's only the second round. Um, thanks to Will, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, man, these are great picks. And we talk about different series that we haven't even, you know, that we didn't even think about, like Star Wars, Power Rangers, things like that. We need to do episodes on Power Rangers like that. It's there's all there is to it. It'll be in the works. I yeah, promise it'll be. In we the just works. haven't. There's just so much we could talk about. Um, I grew up watching the originals. It's it's great. Um, so for my number four, um, Scarlet Witch, Wanda, and um, a little Marie- low on that list for me. I honestly thought that was going to be higher for you, like closer uh, to like two, like two or three. I don't know. From her start in Age of Ultron to um, yep, saw that coming. You know, Multiverse of Madness. Like there's just such growth with her character, and like. The stuff that Will, you know, throws in our group text or the stuff that he and I text back and forth, just stuff that I didn't know and that I'm learning about her, like in the comics and different things like that, um, is just really, really cool. Even like the the theory of her being you know, the offspring of Magneto and and, and all the stuff with uh, to which my wife and I have been doing this deep dive of the X-Men stuff recently. And yeah, it's just her development in the MCU has just been stellar and uh I don't know. I, I just felt like we had to throw a, a lady in there. Um, I don't know if you guys have any lady characters in your top fives, but uh, I wanted to throw her in there and throw her some love. And she is just crushing it on all levels. There was a, a 
You guys are laughing. You guys are smiling and grinning. I, 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 I agree with your pick. I think she yeah. should be in the top five. But I also know that like there's so many characters that I want to show love to on oh. both the DC and the Marvel side. And we not could do a top five roundtable for top five superheroes every for like five and months. Super, and, and superheroines as well. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah. know. I, I saw a picture just recently and it showed like three's a company or something like that, or or the three witches or something like that. And it was uh Mary Kate, Ashley, and Elizabeth Olsen. And like Yeah, I think I saw that too. That, that, that was a missed opportunity. They could have been her variants or something. That, or her yeah. minions. I think you know, I'm okay with the fact that like some variants are gonna look different and then like others will look the same. Because I'm totally okay with how they handled multiverse of madness. Listen, speaking of I didn't they, get to be in that podcast. Can this retroactively be the part where I talk about my thoughts on the movie? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I you can in just a second, but like I yeah. think it's I think Mary Kate and Ashley had their chance, right? They were like our childhood. And so, you know, they've kind of fell off, you know, fell off the map, so to speak. And now Elizabeth Olsen is just a star within the MCU and she's just crushing it. Do you think that they paved a way for her? No. You think she's blazed her own trail? Yes. hundred percent. Yeah, like I, I, I think so too. I just didn't know if like maybe her name helped get her a role or something like that. Maybe, but like she's proven. I think she's just proven and continue. Well, she's proven and continued to prove that she is just outshining whatever they did. And plus, you know, to be fair, I mean, they were in like to be fair, all these projects that you know, like most people wouldn't even watch because they were like you know just average you know kids movies that were like a the lot of VHSs. Beef. Yeah, yeah, like just random movies like. I don't even couldn't even tell you the titles, but like other than like Billboard Full House, Dad, it takes two. Well, I, yeah, those are. <laughs> Will clearly remembers his his Olsen twin movies. I mean, they were our age, Jordan. Yeah, like they well, were. I, I, that I was the dream, Jordan. Too, but... I, I want to be like Barney. I wanted the build, okay? okay? But like, that's fair. Other than Full House, I mean, that was their big name, you know, mainstay, right? Um, and they, I mean, they were even doing it into their early 20s because they, right. had, they had some shows that were still happening even in their early 20s. And personally, for Full House, I was a Jody Sweeten person all day long. So that was just me. <laughs> How rude. How yes. rude. How rude. So yeah. um, that was my number four, uh, Scarlet Witch, Wanda, Maximoff, you know. So yeah, Jordan, what do you got for number four? Oh, man. I can't believe it's hard to me. SpongeBob uh, SquarePants. <laughs> well, technically, in that one movie. <laughs> well, I would like to state that it actually does come from there. It's Mermaid Man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. You're um, right. It's Barnacle Boy. <laughs> uh, no, I I've actually been sitting at this one, and I think it's gonna have to sit and be Daredevil. Um, I know that you said Daredevil, but as I sit back, I know the comics. I read his his Back in Black series. I've recently recently been reading the the Devil's Reign series that he, they did. Uh, they did some amazing stuff in the comics. And to kind of play off of what you were saying, that TV show is just unparalleled. Yeah. And I, when you when you go in and you say, here's the standard, and then, okay, so that came out in 2015. 15. So then you go and you say, all right, seven years later, or, well, six years later, you have WandaVision, which I think kept up with it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, kind of did not not to the same extent it wasn't dark blasphemy but continue (laughs) they were all but to be fair they were also different they were were very different but when but what i'm saying though is you you go in and you put the standard and say all right daredevil is your standard of show that like this is how it's gonna be and you have agents of shield running at the same time you have arrow flash legends of tomorrow you have all these different shows happening and then you come into 2021 and you start getting all these shows so hawkeye loki uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, What If, even WandaVision. All five of those shows kept up with keeping my attention the same way that Daredevil did. And I can't say that all the Netflix series did. Uh, like, I lost track with Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones really early. Um, Luke Cage had me for season one. Season two, I lost track. And Iron Fist was really hit and miss. Even Punisher. I loved the Punisher. I did not care for his series. Um, um. Just... Just a random thing that I read the other day on the internet. Uh, top five shows by minutes watched. Loki had 5.23 billion minutes watched total, which was the top show watched of all time. Yeah. yeah. Second yeah. was WandaVision with 4.8 billion minutes watched. Falcon and Winter Soldier was third with 4.15 billion watched. Hawkeye was 3.46. Moon Knight was 638 million, which is, it's just been out for a couple of weeks, the whole thing. But yeah. 
just to just to piggyback of what you said, I mean, they're all pretty close in minutes watched, but like they're in the billions of minutes watched. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and that's not we're not that's not Daredevil's not even on that list. But they're they're talking through like the top five MCU shows that are on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, and um, I feel like Netflix doesn't put those numbers out if I'm mistaken. Yeah, yeah, and they so. just acquired those and they just rolled those over into the Disney Plus catalog. So I don't. Mm-hmm. So you're not even going to catch what has been watched over the past couple of months. Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even in the net, when it was on Netflix. Oh, in the Netflix you know, era, but yeah, this is exclusively to the Disney Plus series. Yeah. yeah. And but, so, so with that though, this show, it still stands seven years later. Like I, I, I'll go back and rewatch it. No big deal. Like I loved it. It was oh, yeah. phenomenal. I was showing somebody it uh, before some stuff happened, and I was like, oh, God, because I was trying to get someone hyped up for uh, after No Way Home slash to get ready for Kingpin. I'm like, this stuff still holds up. But I'm going to be honest, I don't think any of the Disney Plus, I, I love Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I love a lot of what Disney Plus is putting out well, since we got on this topic. I don't think anything's gotten close to Daredevil, in my opinion. Let me say but, it this way, though. I think yeah. that it is the closest that Disney can get without crossing certain lines right now they're testing a lot mm-hmm. of waters like you you had agents of shield agents of shield didn't even come close to what they're putting out now there was some mm-hmm. good stuff don't get me wrong but yeah. as a whole that show lacked in a lot of ways and i think if you were to redo that show on disney plus and like say oh hey here's shield and this is what happened at these times and I think you could easily do that kind of stuff yeah but like netflix says daredevil just was like on a totally different level it just it just hits different and i think that disney is making its way and telling stories without going too dark and i think that multiverse of madness is where they're starting to get to that dark point of can we do this like is this a way that like we can do this to still bring families in is this a way that we're not crossing too many lines like because this is going to be a different world moving forward because how how well has dr strange done so far we're in the we're at the towards the end of may and they're pushing out great numbers. Mm-hmm. Like opening weekend was what eight hundred million, I think is what they brought in. Mm-hmm. Like opening weekend, and in the post COVID world, it's like one of the few movies to have done that. And it's like, okay, yeah, absolutely, I get it. I, I'm totally for it. And so I, I just think that Daredevil, like you're, you're going to see shows start to go that route, and especially if we're going to bring in Daredevil, and um, if we get a Ghost Rider show or Punisher comes in. Um, you're going to start to see some of that, but it's going to take a little bit of time. And I, I think that we're on the right we'll track. See, and those then shows are getting there. We got to also think about too, not a TV show, but if we're doing stuff like Deadpool slash, if we do recast Wolverine at some point, their stories oh, yeah. get pretty dark. So uh, <laughs> we, yeah. I, and we're going to see more on those shows and movies than we have in like Iron Man and Captain America. And I feel like you've got your good old boys and then you've got some, eh, well, we question. And then there's like, Oh no! There's blood, guts, and glory for this character. We'll see. Disney Plus hasn't. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange, I think, is a different animal. But besides that, I don't think anything in Phase Four has let me think like, "Hmm, it's going to get super dark and awesome before it gets brighter." So, yeah, if, well, if I'm, I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, yeah, but no, I know no, we're, I, we're just we're just talking. Yeah, we're talking absolutely. here. So yeah. So all right. Well, that closes out our number four. So let's go ahead and hop to number three, and I'll go ahead and I'll start. My number three is Oliver Queen Green Arrow. Uh, <laughs> I saw that face, Will. Um, yeah. I think Oliver Queen is my favorite archer. The goatee and the different phases that they've kind of done where he looks more Robin Hood with the hat and then he's got the hood and like sometimes he's just running around with a mask and like his rebirth and his new 52 styles looked very different, uh, but yet the same at certain points. And then you've got your pre-New 52 stuff. Like, I mean, his comics have been awesome. But then they had Arrow. And I got to tell you, even though Arrow was like eight seasons and at points you're just like, shoot the show, just like take it out of its misery, it had some really, really good stuff in there. And without Green Arrow, you're not going to have as great a a dynamic with Deathstroke. And then you're not going to see certain characters come into play that uh, helped build the CW-verse. And I just, I got to say, like, I think that Green Arrow, Oliver Queen, is just amazing. And if you guys know me and my family, you will also know that my son's name is Oliver. That is not a coincidence. Uh, Katie's great-great-grandfather is Ollie. Um, and I just was like, I like the name Oliver. And thinking, like, superhero. And she's like, oh, I have a great-great-grandfather, Ollie. That works. So I'm like, 
I know why I named him Oliver. I'm going to teach him archery when he grows up. But I, I you know, I, I also love his uh, relationship with Diana Lance. Um, they're just, wow, they're really, really awesome together. And, and the, the kind of like, Hey, we're in love, but we're also kicking butt and taking names. Like I just, I liked that. Um, that's a, a comic book piece that isn't often used. Uh, typically you've got your damsel in distress and that one kind of broke that mold, uh, in a lot of ways. So what do you guys think about Oliver Queen? Well, I mean, I got introduced to him through Smallville, uh, and they, ultimately only use them because for whatever reason because the bale christian bale movies uh were out uh whoa put your shirt back on jordan <laughs> kidding um uh good thing I, these I, aren't video yeah no, no no it's cool no he, he was getting ready to do the salmon ladder like oliver queen which um well i, I knew about him from smallville and i i was like going on a binge on him and they i think they were like definitely doing a resurgence to get that character back in the mainstream because i think bretman brave and the bold used them they had him in justice league unlimited they were really trying to push like a green arrow initiative at that point i think they, they were maybe getting some steam to do his movie and i'm just going like oh he, so he's batman but like if he were an archer he's the poor man's batman yeah yeah essentially well he's a, he's a billionaire I mean, I mean, he's too still rich but yeah, and then even with that comparison too, like they have those two have different like political views too. I think they're like the first episode he shows up in Justice League Unlimited, like he like, he's kind of like the hippie, almost like a hippie, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or like more liberal. And then Batman's like, hey, like if you really want to fight these battles, like join the Justice League. Like we need we need you. I, I, I'm butchering it, Kevin Conroy, and I forget whoever voiced him on that on that show, but uh, iconic there. Uh, and then. When they were hyping up Arrow, I was initially butthurt that it wasn't going to be a spinoff with Oliver Queen because ultimately, I, I want shows to end. But I was like, oh hey, like we already have a solid actor in Justin Hartley playing him. Let's keep going. But then I heard they're going like, to bring his parents back and his sister. I'm like, no, 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 no. He lost all of that. That's stupid. And then the, the previews were showing up with him doing like the salmon ladder and the shooting the tennis balls. And um, my friend Nick told me he it was like an MMA fire. I'm like. He, he, he can beat me up. I, I was a dumbass. Put him in. Put him in. Put him. Language. There we go. There's the first one of the of the episode. Um, hey, you've done pretty good. Like it's, it's yeah. been a couple of episodes. It has. And, and, and it's been, been off- like two months. Easy. Yeah. When you, you know, well, not on a few of the episodes. Anyway, but but Stephen Amell. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Stephen Amell um, just really brought his own to it. And like if. They do when the, when the Flash reboots everything. Hopefully, uh, I hope that is one thing they bring back into the universe. Or if they do like a Crisis on Infinite Earths again, but like a movie form, bring him back. He wants to be. He wants to be it. He is iconic. I, I mean, I want to see Charlie Hunnan because he's been rumored to be t- in talks to do that for years. But at this point, Stephen Amell is the Green Arrow to me. So, what about you? What about you? Wait, you, time out, real quick before we before Micah hops in on that even though he doesn't have the full goatee like you're okay with him not having the goatee as much as as i i do like the original comic book looks i think i could, i'll let it slide for Stephen amell and i mean i let it slide for justin hartley for years so yes i'm totally fine with it i don't know the whole fact that charlie hunnan hunman hunman something like that whatever yeah. uh the fact that he would be able to grow that out makes me all the more excited because i want more of a seasoned kind of like in his 30s 40s kind of green arrow going at it well like, that, isn't that how old Stephen amell is now at this point <laughs> yeah but Stephen amell had his his stuff and he threw it away so so in other words he failed this city oh he he abs- he failed this podcast i'll tell you that much hey so we, speaking of we have an episode called that where we talk about arrow our another shameless plug but you know who really ultimately failed uh and who, who will not show up on my list at least i won't say it Michael Morbius. He sucks. He is not a hero. And I want Micah to take it from there. <laughs> oh, I hit Age of Ultron. Will hit Morbius. Yeah. All there is to say about that. Um, <laughs> if I could high five you through the screen, I would. Um, wow. What are we at? Three? Three. Yes. I haven't watched Arrow, so I don't have much input on that. So okay. um, it's on my list on Netflix. Uh <laughs> Seriously, I have a note on my phone with like all the shows you guys want me to watch and <laughs> series, and I've made a pretty, I've made a pretty significant dent. You guys would be proud. Like I've, I hit the Clone Wars, I hit Bad Batch. I'm working. I need my to have a through. shared note with you so that way I can just keep adding, and then like as you find the time, I'll have a nervous like, breakdown. 
I wonder if in re- rehab. Or and the issue too you have with those Arrowverse shows is they have a crossover at one point every oh, year. So yeah, you every gotta... year there was a crossover every year for what five years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like I yeah hit I've hit the Star Wars stuff hard. I've hit the X Men stuff hard. Um, working my way through some movies and stuff that I've not seen. Some other series like I have them on my list. We're working our way through Daredevil. I've never seen any of the stuff that's. Uh, recently made its way over to Disney Plus from Netflix, like Defenders and Jessica Jones, Punisher, Iron Fist, all those. I've not seen any of that. So got a lot to watch. So um, <clears throat> back to our, our countdown, you know, because we kind of went on a tangent there. But that's what we do. Um, Iron Man. It's going to go with Iron Man, number three. Just a solid. And from my perspective, Jordan and I were talking about this before we hit record on this episode. But like my, my perspective is going to be more of the movie nature. But uh, yeah, Tony Stark as Iron Man, uh, trying to kick off the MCU and just to see what he did from the very beginning all the way through Avengers Endgame was just incredible. He had an incredible run, and I don't think he's done yet. Which of the uh, which of the movies was your favorite that he showed up in in the MCU? Like his movies or mo- all of them? Uh, any of them? All any, the MCU. any of them? Yeah. Like what was my favorite? What was your favorite performance from Robert Downey Jr. in the MCU? Uh, Oh, dude, looks like he's choosing between children over here. No, I feel like I'm going to get hate for this, but like uh, in reference to his acting, um, obviously I love what he did in the original Iron Man, but like if I were, you know, from like just like being a nitpicky son of a gun, like I loved his work and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but like I love what he did in Civil War. Like his acting in Civil War was, I love what he did in Civil War. Like the whole part where, give, like, he I took won't give the. You any hate. Well, the side, yeah. like, where. And I guess the reason I say that was, like, when he um, kind of takes the government side and he's trying to stop Cap and just trying to talk some sense into him from, like, a, like a brotherly perspective. And just the acting alone for me was just incredible. And, like, just that he run. He stuck really well. T- the source material that he could because i remember yeah. him coming out and saying like i read this book like i'm trying to get as close to this kind of character i mean mm-hmm. i'm already living that guy's life in a lot of ways um well and like we talk about but- the we talk about the run from thor ragnarok to endgame for thor like that performance of acting that yeah. Chris does for me like robert downey jr from civil war through endgame was just Whatever you guys say, chef's kiss. Yeah. The, it, yeah. It, <laughs> Whatever you guys say. I, I'm not a part of that bandwagon, but I'm just going to go ahead and just like throw out. Like, I'll throw out the symbols. But seriously, like that acting was just top notch <laughs> all the way through that that um, sequence of movies. Um, starting with Civil War. Yeah, uh, I could agree. He, he did solid. You, you would get no hate from me on that. I just sometimes I do get frustrated with him because like he is supposed to be a hero at, at the end. I, I understand his frustration. Well, so, was, so was Morbius. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He's no one's hero except Jordan, apparently. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We really need to stop because I feel like we're bullying Jordan. At no, this point. I was just. I was. Oh, you just wait till I hit my number one. Oh, please, God. No, I will stop. I'll oh, no, no, no. If you actually say it, you have to stick with it. You have to. You And uh, we're going to. He- we got to hear it. Hey, but- he- he's like Star-Lord. He's going to get a Bowflex. He's got to commit. Oh, yeah. He's got to commit. <laughs> no, he's going to get a Moflex. A, a Morbius oh, Mo- Bowflex. Oh, Will, what's your All number right. three? Number, uh, I, I was, was about to transition. I was like, number three, well, just take it. Just take it. Well, I was, I, I, let me finish my tangent on uh, RDJ, but, and then uh, I'll go into my number three. I just, he does a sol- solid, he does some solid work there. I personally like him in Iron Man 3, another one I didn't get to be on, but anyway, it's, I was busy. Uh, so. yeah, you, you were salty about not being on some of these episodes. <laughs> Well, well, hey, I'm retroactively getting to talk about my thoughts, but I, I think he does a lot in there because he has had that identity crisis where he has to deal like, hey, am I nothing without the suit? Because he ends up having to tell that lesson to Peter uh, eventually in Homecoming. It's just so much character development. I, I think I'd be remiss not to say like a lot of his actions in Civil War are a direct result of Age of Ultron, an underrated gem that, I, that I'm going to be on that podcast for, <laughs> or yeah. I will riot. Get me on the podcast for that one, guys. Uh, but my number three, because I am on a tangent, um, well, too, I loved his little bit with Aunt May in Civil War. Oh, the whole RD, RDG when he goes to get uh, Spider Man. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. She's very peculiarly hot for an uh, for an ant <laughs> or whatever he said. <laughs> um, 
goodness. Are we, coming, are we coming all shapes and sizes? Yes, yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. She won an Oscar, Jerry. She must. She won an Oscar. But number three, though. Oh, God. I feel like I got to. I'm sorry I'm struggling here, but I think I got to go Captain Carter or Agent Carter, just Peggy Carter in general. Uh, I mean, it was, between, it was a toss up between her. Eh, never mind. I'm going to tell you. I got some other ones that are, that are honorable mentions that I thought about mentioning here. But one, I think I'm always chasing, looking for my own Peggy Carter. She, uh, in a time where women weren't getting a lot of rights or at least weren't in a very particular place. Like even when she's meeting the first, the, the first batch of super soldiers, like that one jerk who's trying to be like, oh, hey, doll face. So why don't we go for a dance? She's like, oh, hey, soldier, stand up straight. Just knocks him out. And Steve's just going like, dang, uh, something's waking up in me over here. And then he even like uses his brain to get the flag down to get to be, uh, I'm, I'm slowly transitioning into talking about Cap, but just their love story is great. And then just even without that, she is a great character in her own right. Like she has to go behind people's backs to, help get steve's blood and agent carter uh i don't know if you watch that show micah but it's the list uh, the first season's pretty good season two i need to rewatch. uh it's been a minute it was but, missing uh, season two season yeah two. i mean they were well, only like eight episodes a piece but 10 yeah 10 episodes but season yeah. two wasn't as important as season one yeah gotcha and howard stark was essentially walt disney in that <laughs> more or less <laughs> pretty much yeah but just standing up for that and just even her friendship with Jarvis and uh, sticking up for, for herself. She does great there. And then even that translates into the what if episode. And even I get, I, I'm, another reason I want to bring her up is because I think to talk about it in multiverse of man is even though it breaks my heart, but she lasts pretty long against Wanda Maximoff. Eventually she gets halved as we see uh, by her own shield, but like she even gets to say the iconic line. I, I can do this all day. And I, I will say one thing that was kind of out of character, but I think we were supposed to uh, kind of take that this version of the Illuminati were kind of jerks and kind of their overconfidence was their weakness. But like right when they first get Steve and Strange, she throws her shield and she's like, one, we have to make an entrance because we got to make a big deal about those cameos. But I'm just like, oh, yes, I was flipping out. Like, I was so glad I didn't watch trailers so I could witness that firsthand without knowing about it. I, I, I was squealing Wednesday, Thursday, and then every other time, subsequent time I've seen it. It's been great. Haley Atwell's a treasure. I can't wait to see her in Mission Impossible 7. Granted, she's not Peggy Carter in that, but she might as well be because she's playing a, she's playing the spy game over here. Uh, she's iconic, ever looking for, forever looking for my dance partner, but I think we need to transition to number two or I'll, I'll just keep gushing over Haley Atwell over here. Hey, Will. Uh, yeah. Well, check the text I just sent you. Speaking of of, of I, the I Illuminati, speaking of the Illuminati, what I just if, it's, if it's a Suicide Squad one, no, 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 no. This yeah. is something different. I thought it was hilarious. I sent it to Jordan this morning. <laughs> I know which one you're talking. Oh, about. I haven't seen this one. That... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so round number four, or yeah, four. So we're looking at our number two pick, our second favorite superhero, Micah. Who's sitting at number two for you? The God of Thunder, Thor. Ooh, and I'm really, really confused because I thought that was going to be your number one. Yeah. Full of surprises today. Really hoping he says Papa Smurf when he, uh, when he comes to number one. He's just like, just pulling someone completely out of left field. Well, he's just a really good Papa. <laughs> no, similar to what we were talking about just with, with Robert Downey Jr. and that sequence of acting. Like, my, my favorite, uh, I guess, um, you want to call it a phrase or a phase, but like my favorite favorite sequence of, of acting, of sequence of storytelling was was Thor uh, from Ragnarok all the way through Endgame. And I can't wait for Love and Thunder. And as a friend of mine from work, Chad has told me repeatedly about Love and Thunder, um, just from what we've seen in the trailer, like it's going to be a breath of fresh air because, you know, with the Eternals, it was kind of serious. With No Way Home, it was a love letter. It was kind of dramatic. Um, it was a great story. Um, and then with Multiverse of Madness being it was so, scary. so different. Um, yeah, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. We're going to have some comedy. We're going to have some laughs. I think that Love and Thunder is just going to be. I think it's going to go back to the bread and butter. I think yeah. that, that that slapstick comedy kind of feel. I think we're going to hit that. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I I just love Thor's story, and and I love the fact that he the dude's lost everything, and he's making the best out of the worst situation. And dude, being the strongest Avenger, getting jacked, you know, giving Cap a run for his money that he can do this all day. Um, the chains that like, scene with the chains ooh. oh my gosh yeah. dude he is jacked he's jacked again there's photos online yeah. and just getting repped uh ripped well, for this movie i think it's gonna be a happy medium between 
some of the stuff that Kenneth Branagh and the Dark World was doing and what Taiga was doing doing in Ragnarok because of Gore the God Butcher played by Christian Bale. Uh, I don't know. If I can't wait it. to see that. Really? I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. Well, because uh, I mean that character gets pretty dark and just uh, yeah. I, I know. Some, uh, have you checked that story out yet? Uh, yeah. Uh, my friend Chad was telling me about how dark he gets and how yeah. crazy it is. Yeah, because they just started releasing the toys, and I'm just going like, I hope that's not his final look because he's not very intimidating. But uh, he gets the, the sword makes him stronger or whatever. But I think that it's going to be pretty good. Will, who's your number two? My number two. Who does number two work for? Hey, easy, easy there. Check out the Pentevrid on Netflix. Anyway, this might shock you guys, um, but number two is actually going to be Captain America. Um, I know, I know. You're taking what? your headphones off? Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Pause. Which Captain America? Steve Rogers, obviously. It's a, it's a variant. No, 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 no variants. Steve Rogers, played by Chris Evans. Uh, no 90s uh, anything. Uh, before the MCU got its big frame, I, I, think, I, I think I've talked about the story when we've talked about First Avenger, just anytime we've talked about our favorite heroes, but... I wasn't crazy about any of them. Like, I mean, I mean, I like Spider-Man and all this stuff, but a lot of people are trying to say like Captain America would be a DC character in the Marvel universe. You love him. You love him. I'm like, no, I was pushing against the super. Cause super, mm, I don't, don't want to give a hint for what number one is, but I think I just spoiled it. Uh, but um, Chris Evans, performance in first Avenger just blew me away. Uh, being a total dork who didn't know how to talk to women Uh just want to do what's right um sorry um he's getting a little teary-eyed over there a he's little like, bit are you sure bit. he's your number two <laughs> that, that's why do you want to rethink this no, number one is just as emotional you want to go home and rethink your life <laughs> i am home i am home but and speaking at home i'm at home when i put the cap suit on and captain america has has done a lot for me and yeah. uh I, I really like the character and uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, it, it's it's not it, it's within like point one of my number one, but I just Chris Evans as Captain America is great. Uh, every iconic moment, I, every I can do this all day when he picks up Thor's hammer. I am glad to have chosen number two for him. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not alone with that pick. Uh, well, hang on, hang on, two. hang on, hang on. I love an old Age of Ultron. When when he, when Hemsworth when Thor just kind of gets that worried look like on his face and Cap he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets that paranoid like oh wait can he do that and then oh. and then and then in Endgame he's like I knew it <laughs> well it, and even the callback too uh, when he helps him up in the, in the first Avengers he's like oh you're getting tired or whatever then when he comes back from that pool of water he's like are we taking a nap like just where he throws the sass right back at him when, yeah, when Sokovia's yeah. going up so. Good moments. Oh, and his iconic speech in that too. If you get hurt, uh, uh, hurt him back. If you die, walk it off or you shake get it off. Yeah, sh- sh- walk it off. Yeah. yeah, walk it off, shake it off, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not the only one who's got Cap at number two. I as well put Steve Rogers, Captain America, as my yeah. number two. I uh, Captain America is one of those characters that I love, and I'm not a huge cosplayer guy solely because I don't have the costume, I don't have the money. Um, if I could, I would. Um, I would shave and make sure that I have the little bit better of the hairstyle. I would look a little bit, try to try to hit that physique, um, kind of look like Will, the the <laughs> true super soldier over here. Uh, mm. But he just he's got some solid storylines. And when we were talking about uh, comic book club, we read the United States of Captain America, and there's this one part where they say, "Why is it with you? It always comes back to Nazism." <laughs> And it's like, I love that they can poke fun at, you know, there's been 60, 70 years of stories that come right back to, well, mm-hmm. even 80 years, right? Isn't yeah. it 80? Yeah, 80. 80. Because so they did it for the 80th and, anniversary, yeah. Yeah, you go through and you've got 80 years worth of stories, and it always comes back to fascism, Nazism. Like, it, yeah. it comes back to all this stuff, and it's yeah. so funny. That was my main silly argument, too, of why I never checked out the character. I'm going, like, how are they going to make that? Because, like, it's him punching Hitler and, like, a bunch of Nazis in the early yeah. comics. I'm like, how oh, do yeah. you make that relevant in the 90s? And then, like, we've seen, like, with Falcon and Winter Soldier and even United States of Captain America, like, one moment that, like, every one of those little side stories at the end, just seeing people be in their own versions of Cap, uh, your mileage may vary with each one, but I just 
seeing that like that reminds me of just like all the cosplay friends I've made just like we kind of have our own network like we don't maybe do maybe some of them do but just even like where he's talking to like the kid in the Captain America museum like I, I have a moment like that when I go to a con every time I'm like and I'm just going like dang like I, I just just like when I was getting teary-eyed talking it about it. Yeah. It, it, it hits you. It hits you. Well, I, this is what I love the most, and, and not to get into political or, or sexual conversation. He does not stand for one person. He stands for a nation and a belief and an ideal. And when you go in and you say that that character inspired a Christian over here, someone who's homosexual over there, someone who believes in a completely different religion and a different lifestyle over there, people who are red, yellow, black, and white, all people of all colors, all backgrounds, all nationalities can kind of look at this character and be like, okay, I can understand why. Like, it's not like he's coming in ready to march on, on, on Germany and say, I'm taking this back. No, it's I'm fighting for the little guy. Like you're a bully and I'm coming to take you out because that's not right. And I, I love, I love the way that character was written. I love the way that they've adapted him because like you said, how do you adapt a character and make him relevant today? That's the way they handled it was I'm, I'm here to fight the bully. I'm not here for, for this whole, well, we're America. Like I love that he ran as nomad for a little while and that Steve mm. Rogers is just a genuinely good guy. And I, and, and I also love that he's a Christian. Um, and there's like spots where like he picks up a Bible and like, there's, there's, he's quoting scripture. He's, he's quoting like really great guys. And I, I, I love that myself, but as a good Christian, for him to come in and inspire people where they did the U S uh, of captain America. And then they've got the, the gay guy who is captain America, the railways, they've got the, uh, the Indian out in Oklahoma and they've got like all these different captain Americas that mm -hmm. he inspired. I'm just like, that is so cool. So mm -hmm. that's, that's where I sit with my number two though. <laughs> all right. We're going to do a quick round of honorable mentions. So with honorable mentions, you get two, no more, no less, just two. Uh, well, I mean, if you want less, you can go less. Uh, but we're just going to do no more than two. And so, uh, honorable mentions, let's start with Will. How dare you? You know I was going <laughs> to abuse it. Uh, goodness. Uh, I mean, we talked about this briefly and with no prep time. I think I'm... I think I would be kicking myself if I didn't mention at least two more female heroes that I... I think part of it's crushes, but I think part of it part of them do inspire me slash I enjoyed stories that, with them, but uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go Stephanie Brown, Batgirl. Part of it is a crush <laughs> on the fictional character. But uh, when I was reading and getting really into comics, uh, she had just taken the mantle of Batgirl and Barbara, oh, Cassandra Kane had just stepped down. I don't know if anyone knew about that. Uh, and she used to be spoiler and Tim Drake's girlfriend, but then Oracle also didn't want her to be in the suit because like, it comes with a lot, a lot of responsibility when you, put the bat on and all that. And she like made it completely her own. She was completely, she's a complete dork. I think like every version of like Felicity Smoke and any one of the, those nerdy characters that's in the Arrowverse or in Marvel could take some notes from Stephanie Brown slash apparently she just got adapted in Batwoman and no one told me, but now Batwoman's canceled. So now it's like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't need to catch up on that. But I love the character. Even when she's spoiler, she's great. Stephanie Brown is one of them. I totally recommend checking her out. She, I mean, she's Robin, Batgirl. But I, I specifically like the Batgirl run, but her, her whole tenure uh, was pretty solid. And um, can you guys all go back? Can you guys all go around and I'll give you my second honorable mention? Because I need to think about it for a second. I need to think about it for a second. I'll allow it. All right, we'll allow it. <laughs> I could just give two superheroes really quick and be like, all right, I'm done. Will, you're good. <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> um, I think with uh, just the, the recent run that my my wife and I have been doing of X-Men, uh, I would probably have to go Magneto and Professor X. Hmm. Those are just solid picks. Just because we haven't really said anything about mutants and haven't really said anything about X-Men other yeah. than like Scarlet Witch. But I won't um, break my neck over it or anything, you know. Yeah. But it just I think the only one that we haven't watched yet is Logan. And Ooh. but we've watched every other movie and First Class and Days of Future Past. All those I, I just I just love the development of um you know, the older, the older versions of those characters and even the younger versions. Um, I just think that they all do such a great job and just the, the power that they have and the power that they possess as mutants 
uh, specifically Magneto. I, I wanted Magneto so bad to be a multiverse menace. I, I just wanted them to show up and just just break something. Uh, but it didn't happen. So uh, yeah, I'll just go with Magneto and Professor X. I'm going to have to go with Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Uh, I think that he just, he's been phenomenal in the films. Every adaptation they've done, I, I've really liked those. I really enjoy some of the comics that I've read with him. Um, and then Moon Knight. I have. I was I was wondering if, where, if you if you're going to throw that in there at all. Moon Knight. Oh God. Within like your top five or honorable mentions, I was just yeah. I, was I, really curious. I wanted him in my top five, but after looking at my list of heroes, I was like, he's there, but he's not there. Like Daredevil, because <clears throat> I, I had two more. Maybe a top DC ten. And, yeah, yeah. If he was in my top, t- or he'd be there in the top ten along with Spider Man. Um, and like, I'm looking at your background right now and I was literally looking at flash and I was like, no moon Knight. I would rather take moon Knight over flash. Well, um, let's just stop recording and start over and do just, top 10. Just go ahead and just do it all. <laughs> no, I just, I, I think that there's so many heroes and, and this is why I love doing top fives is because it, it challenges us a little bit, but then it also allows this great conversation to say, you know, I like this. Uh, this is why I chose this person or, Oh, I'm surprised you didn't choose this person. But overall, I think that uh, Moon Knight just had a phenomenal series recently. His current comic book series, uh, Will and I have been reading a little bit. Mm-hmm. We actually did an episode on the comic book club. <laughs> How many Shameless plug number two. That? Yeah, I think that's actually the third one. Um, oh. Because we, we also talked about it with the U.S. of Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, but with that, you know, Moon Knight is just a really cool and complex character, and I'm excited to see if he's going to get a season two. So did you do so? So your two were were Spider Man, Spider Man, and Moon Knight. Cool. Yeah. I just, okay. I, I just didn't know how much time you're going to give Will because you're you know. Yeah. Will looks like he's thinking really hard about it. I'm, I'm giving there's this just a little bit of time. No, I got oh, I, I got I got one. No. I got one because you but did. Yeah, mention no, it. I I think that you know Spider Man is just a, a very beloved character, and if it were top five Marvel characters, Spider Man's up there in my top three. But because I've got some DC characters as well, and I I wanted to include. Uh, invincible as well because invincible his his comic was just what i've gotten to read so far is just amazing i'm actually probably going to go buy the compendiums just so that way i can finish the series mm-hmm. i'm like oh my gosh it's so good i mean it's the quickest way to get it so yeah so yeah all right well your other honorable mention all right gotta go for my future son barry allen over here uh i don't know why it took me that long to decide on that but it just i i like so much and you know me i would run with 25 heroes if i could on here um, but I, I mean, in the fate, granted, his story didn't always used to be this way, but it's even in the face of darkness where everything or the reverse flash messes up his life so bad that he should be negative and hate life and be a dark hero. He still decides to be op- optimistic. Grant Gustin, say what you will about later seasons of the show, uh, still brings his A game. And granted, he's not going around Hawaii beating up people and getting uh, crazy criminal things. Despite what, if you like, I mean, Ezra Miller is an OK actor, but there's no excuse for that. Um, <laughs> some excuses <laughs> some excuses so. well maybe, maybe maybe they said they hated uh, the crimes of grindelwald maybe that's what happened but still not an excuse uh, um and, and just yeah he's, he's a good character we got the same last name he's got some very fun iconic s- storylines you would think about a hero who just runs all the time that it would be kind of boring but like they redid his origin uh during rebirth at some point i think they did a year one because it think they technically haven't done a year one flash ever and i was just like wait what and that was a fun really telling uh part of me also wanted to say ooh, ooh, i need to stop because i will say someone else i was gonna say wally's up there too he's a pretty iconic one because he had a lot of play in that flash you can say flash because it encompasses a couple different characters yeah uh, okay because i think some of that optimism passes to wally too because when he finally came back in rebirth he lost he, he was taken out of the timeline and he got replaced by another Wally slash he also lost his family and all that. And he eventually, he's eventually got them back now as silly as retcons are, but like that, that could easily destroy a guy and make them go a villain, which he kind of technically did for a little bit, but he still, he came back with Dr. Manhattan powers. He fixed it during dark Knight's metal. It was a whole thing, but the flash is iconic, but I don't want you to give me any more loopholes. Let's go into our number ones. <laughs> all right. You heard well. So let's hit our number one, Micah. Please tell us your number one. Do you have any ideas? Um, I was going to say Magneto after what you had told us, but I wasn't sure. He was so, on honorable mention. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. I, after that, I just... Uh, um, I'm going to say... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I think he's going to say Thanos. No. 
<laughs> All right, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> Is he an X-Men character? Oh, oh. I was totally off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, wow. He threw us the bat signal, guys. He threw yeah, the, I'm going to have to go with Batman simply because that was probably my, my besides Star Wars, my early introductions to, to comic nerd culture was Batman. And um, my uncle as a kid took us to see all the Batman movies and um, through the 90s and seeing the different versions. Uh, and then I just love his story. I love the story of Bruce Wayne, love the story of him being a billionaire, being a superhero you know, at night and a billionaire during the day and doing stuff that you really have to do. But like, you know, what does he will? He's vengeance. I'm vengeance. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Use that just face like a punching bag in that movie. He did. It was like a, it was um, like a speed bag. No, uh, this is a speed bag. That was more like a ground bag, Jordan. But you, but you would know because that was you during the Morbius thing. But boom, shh, I'm kidding. You, you, you had the shield. You had some shields up. Anyway, anyway. So Batman was my number one. And uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I threw us off so no, bad. It's, it's, it's cool. Uh, Batman is, is number one for me. And I just, you know, I would throw the Dark Knight the movie the dark knight up against any movie any day that's uh, fair that's just one of those movies that i can watch anytime and the storytelling in that the acting the just even the the trilogy to expand on that trilogy with christopher owen is just a and his um, crazy amount of batmobiles yes so and um, lego builds too am i right jordan hey yo <laughs> yeah. so hey. batman we could just do a top five batman podcast roundtable but yeah we could just uh, characters comic movies character superheroes for me number one would be batman have to be the dark knight all right well well i think i gotta pick the son of sons as zack snyder wanted to call him at some point and i kind of alluded to it in captain america because the fact that you guys were shocked um superman's my boy um i was waiting on that i was waiting big blue boy scout yeah big blue boy scout which funny enough he mentions in uh justice league unlimited at one point uh he never earned his first merit badge because everybody always says that always make that assumption he was never really a boy scout funny enough even though he he i know like the big thing with him and i'm just used to this with things i like everybody hates what i like because i get i like tom brady he's 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 the go i pick superman he has all the powers but like that's not what i like about superman i like that he has all those powers but he is still a man at the end of the day like he like as much as he has the ability to do this and this and that he is one of the things that gets me about superman is not him not being able to conquer death or cure death i mean that's one thing i relate with him almost remotely slash the reason i like superman is because of my dad my adoptive dad which i i, I know like you're thinking like why I'm, I'm rambling uh but one thing i shared uh with him was smallville which is the early tellings of a young superman growing up to be a man and one of his trials was making a big choice and that choice caused him to lose his dad instead of um yeah. being with the love of life and all that stuff. And I'm anyway, it, it ra- rambled on and he finally became the great Superman being an ideal for hope, for hope. But like he, as much as everybody wants to say, like he's got all the powers and this and that, like he, he is an ideal to strive for. I know there's maybe like some sacrilege stuff slash there's like the Jesus imagery in some movies, but I, I mean, I, I like well, how humble it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. So fun fact. And, and yeah. you may, you may or may not know this. The guys that created him were Jewish. messianic Jews. Yes. Same and with, they, uh, Captain America well, too. Yeah. So but the these guys that helped create him said we need to give hope to the Jews because a lot of them don't know who Jesus is and so they went in and said here's a Jesus like character. And this is something that tried to help get them through some of the hardest times because this was late 30s during the Holocaust time. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it helped it helped provide hope which to this day what does he still provide? Uh, hope. It, 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 it's not an S it, on my planet. It means hope. Yeah. <laughs> even though I, even though I don't love man of steel, I do think that is a cute light. And I, that, that gave me hope for a future for Henry Cavill. I hope he gets another chance uh, with a, a, a direct, with a director who doesn't want to make him a cool bro uh, frat boy, but uh, we got what we got. Um, but I, I think Tyler Hecklin also brings so much softness and like he brings so much of everything we've seen before, like, yeah, there's a little bit of darkness from the, the Man of Steel universe, but there's also that uh, 
that he even has the iconic 30 suit where he catches the green car and like he helps yeah, that little kid out like that was hey cool. hey buddy here's your hat it's like thanks i like your suit my mom made it and just like he that that is me if i'm a superhero i'm just like oh yeah like this is my blanket i probably shouldn't have said that later <laughs> so just stuff like that uh, I, i'm i'm kind of rambling but just he's, he's such a humble guy and like hey, he he, go ahead go ahead fellow nerds as yeah. we're having this conversation, there is a new Thor: Love and Thunder trailer that just dropped like 35 minutes ago. Well, yeah, Game Four. So that's two. That's two, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's your number one, by the way? Yeah, while we're on it. My number one. Well, it should come to no surprise as Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. My absolute favorite has been uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> um, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the yeah. whole Sheldon Cooper thing. Yeah, and, and yes. brightest day um, and blackest night. No evil shall escape, escape from sight. sight. Let, Let those who worship evil beware, beware my power. Green, Green Lantern's, Lantern's light. light. Yep. Okay, so so here here's the thing about Green Lantern. I love the colors on the pages. I'm a big art guy. I love looking at pictures. I love looking at people's arts and different like ways that they interpret things, and just to see. The Green Lanterns face off against the red, the orange, the yellow, the blue, the indigo, the violet, like all of these different colors being shown on a page was just really cool. And to see how he has to use his mind to create a construct. And then when they brought in Ryan Reynolds play it, like I didn't like the movie. I think Ryan Reynolds played a really good Hal Jordan. Um, he just didn't do well in that movie because that movie was not good. <laughs> yeah, which is um, hilarious because Martin Campbell rebooted James Bond twice and did it very well. So I'm just going like, what yeah, happened? I, Apparently, he wanted Bradley Cooper, which I think Bradley Cooper would have been a great Green Lantern. If I'm being oh yeah, absolutely. Here. And so when you look at how there's a lot of really cool aspects, which I, I do have to give credit to this one. My top two guys are both military. Um. I have mad respect for our, our women who serve our country, who try to protect us, and that is, I think, one of the biggest things for me is that these are guys that not only like served in a superhero capacity, they served somehow with military capacity. Um, whether they were going out and, and pushing out different content or not content, um, ch- testing out material for the for the military or fighting their battles, what wh- whatever capacity they were fighting, they were still helping the military, and I love that. Um, I, I'm a big uh, USA guy. I love that our military fights for our freedoms and that we are a place of freedom. And I love that. Uh, but Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, I just, I love that he was a broken man in the nineties with parallax. And then he has to atone for his sins as the specter. And then he gets brought back. And then he has to go through the Sinestro Corps war, the black night, even like the hardest will of all Batman. Like when he came back during rebirth or his rebirth, like Batman didn't trust him for a long time, even after oh, that. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. And then, and then you go through, and Green Lantern goes through Sinestro Corps uh, War. Then he goes into Blackest Night, Brightest Day, and then into the Green Lantern Corps War, where him and his other three human Green Lanterns at the time, they had to go and uh, duel up on different colors um, if they could, so that way they, because they couldn't wear green. And then he gets stripped of his ring, and then they end it there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But then you get into... Uh, re- or to New 52 and, and then into Rebirth and he's done so well and I just I love his character every time they've shown him on animation uh, live action anything that they've done with him I just I really enjoy the character and so Hal Jordan not just because it's Jordan H-A-L which is the first three letters of my last name um, that's not my reason but I do enjoy that too um, well I I should restraint too by not picking all of them because they are powered by will. So, I mean, I, I think that's why I have so much energy, man, because the Green Lanterns <laughs> haven't used enough of it yet. So, you know, this, this is what I'm, I'm thinking. The fact that we all chose DC as our number one, DC clearly reigns here at this podcast, even though we've well, been talking more Marvel than DC. <laughs> well, he, he, here's the thing. Marvel, I, I think as much as we love a lot of those Marvel guys, they take place in our world. So they're a bit more flawed and, I mean, they've even in the Snyderverse, like the the DC heroes, even like the lower tier ones, like they're essentially gods slash people that like that we're never going to be able to live up to. Even Batman, even though he's a man, like dude's jacked. Okay, like we're not all billionaires, and and most billionaires. I was going to say he's jacked in every part of his life, from his mental stability to his detective Eh. work. Mental stability from maybe the bad guys, but uh, with with his with his. 
uh, Rain as Batman. I'm not too sure about that. He refers to himself as Batman in his mind. So, but but, but hey, maybe he realizes that. So may, I think that's a comic slash a, a. We need a therapist for that, so we can talk about that at some point. Anywho, I, I'm going to refer him to Black Canary. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was kind of done. I. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say what well, you guys are rambling. I watched the Mithor trailer. You're a and- bum. And nope. they show gore in it, Will. They show gore. So. Oh, sweet! Right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be dark and scary. Like uh, Morbius. Like Morbius. No, no, no. That was boring. That was that was Borbius. All right. Well, I'm edit this. Part. And on that note. And on that note. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, next week, next week we're gonna have more fun and more episode content that we're just pushing out every week. Guys, if you haven't checked out our comic book club, you can pay $25 one-time fee, and then it helps just support this podcast. We're trying to get some celebrities and things like that in here uh, to try and get them in. Uh, But if you haven't followed us on TikTok, definitely go check us out there. We're a little bit on our Facebook page. We've kind of moved away from Facebook and Instagram. It's more so our TikTok channel, but we encourage you to follow us there, and we will catch you guys next week on Nerd Talk.